How are you? Special guests in studio this morning. Pulitzer Prize losing columnist Gene Collier, joined by, uh, oh, you might know this guy, The Rock, Rocky Blyer, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, long time no see. How you doing there, buddy? Doing fine. Thank yeah. you very much. You look very, uh, you look very healthy. You look... That's Sorry, I go to the we gym. we lower the people. <laughs> I go to the gym. <laughs> see, I always see Rock at the gym where he's getting like this uh, ridiculous workout in, and I'm like, I'm gonna go up and do Zumba. I'll see you later, Rock. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to see you, man. And yeah, you look great. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's Gino, nice. it's good, nice good to, to see you too. It's nice to be reunited. You don't look so good. <laughs> you look you good too. Felt it yeah. does. Yeah, I like the hat. Yeah, what? Why Thanks. did you choose the Giants hat today? Are you wearing the last place uh, mm-hmm. team again? Okay, I, I was telling Rock before. You know, I usually buy one thing a year. That's you know, outside of beer and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, in the spring, I buy a baseball hat, and I always buy the hat of the worst team from the year before. It's a symbol of hope. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we all have like it. A, we all have it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rocky, you are uh, coming off of uh, a pretty cool year. Uh, was it last year when you debuted the live uh, stage performance of uh, Fighting Back? Was that 2017? No? I thought it, it was, was two years ago. <laughs> the, uh, the, uh, the Heinz the, Hall uh, world premiere. That was it. Of, the world of, premiere was in The play with Rocky Blyer or the play or Rocky <laughs> Blyer with the play. <laughs> Uh, was uh, September 15 at Heinz Hall, and then oh, it had two runs wow. at the public God, theater in right, yeah. 16 and 17. December 17. Right, yeah. Okay, right. yeah. Right. So, I I always thought that was the coolest thing that you could tour around the country doing that, and it would be big. You know, as, as huge as the NFL is, and as big of a figure as you are, in particular, uh, because you represent being a veteran of foreign war, you're an NFL veteran. Uh, Fighting Back was one of the biggest books. To ever be written by a sports figure like yourself, and you were like you know before there was Pat Tillman, there was there was Rocky Blyer. Yeah, you know I appreciate that. Yeah, so and you know so Fighting Back came out in nineteen seventy five. I didn't want to bring that. Yeah, nineteen seventy five. You know you remember that year very well. I was a toddler. <laughs> I was a toddler. <laughs> In 1975, so I was right there. I was in college. <laughs> and I was, yeah, so I was, we came out in the first year of the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, Terry O'Neill, um, who uh, prompted me to do it and ultimately wrote the uh, 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 wrote the book, uh, was uh, working for ABC at the time and said, uh, hey, what do you think about doing a book prior to the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. Like a week before the Super Bowl. I thought, oh, oh well, I hadn't thought about it. Yeah, why don't you go down and record some stuff, and we'll see where it goes from there. And we and that was it. And so we wrote the book, and uh, um, and then uh, it, uh, it, it 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 we wrote the book, and it came out. Uh, it was uh, you know he did a wonderful job of pulling all the the story together in the early part of the story about coming up in Appleton, Wisconsin, and going to high school and through college at Notre Dame, and then come to come um, to the Steelers and you know, those trials and tribulations of going to uh, Vietnam and coming back and trying to make this team and, and all the characters that uh, were involved in that in that whole story. And so uh, then there was some 20 years later, I wrote an epilogue <laughs> just to kind of bring it up to date. And then 
20 some years later again <laughs> I had a better writer <laughs> by the name of Gene Collier uh, add uh, uh, two nice. more chapters uh, to the uh, to the book so and two more chapters are, two. are now added in a reissue of fighting back yes and so we're coming out with fighting back uh, for veterans which is the campaign uh, because the proceeds of the book uh, will uh, be going to veteran organizations that we've earmarked. So it's like, uh, you know, buy a book, help a veteran. And, mm-hmm. um, and so, and the, and the reason that we're bringing it back is that it's interesting, or at least from my point of view, over the years uh, that people come up to me even today and said, oh, you know, the first book that I ever read in the fifth grade uh, was fighting back, yeah, and uh, or it uh, had some impact, or was given to me by my grandfather, or was given to me by my parents, or I got it for Christmas, or whatever. It, it was is part of a collection of sports books that you had to read growing up, like uh, Ball Four, uh, you know, uh, Three Big Shy of a Load. Like all of those were sort of lumped into the. If you're a sports fan, these are the ones you have to read: the Bronx the Zoo yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, that's right. And I, I think you know, so it was recommended by 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 teachers. You know, to say, okay, fine. If you're going to read a book, here's a sports book. And mm-hmm. Here's one that is about the Steelers, and it's about the, mm-hmm. okay, fine. But I, I really think that it was uh, all the swear words that were in the book that really caught the attention sure. of the young at the time of explaining what took place in Vietnam and how my yeah. real feelings were at that at that point that so um what I so what what we thought was that well let's reissue the book uh and make it fresh and hard kick, uh, hardback and um and have a purpose for the book uh and have another generation enjoy the book so mm-hmm. that those fathers that read the book when they're in the fourth or fifth grade or sixth grade and now give it to their sons and or grandfathers give it to their grandkids and kind of um uh, and that was our that was our our thought process and and hopefully uh we can uh, accomplish that and and uh the i'm going to autograph the first ten thousand books awesome yeah, uh, in t- this afternoon, as a matter of fact, yeah, all ten thousand. <laughs> oh, wow! No, yeah. no, no, yeah. When you get oh, done, period of time. When so you get done, you'll have done more writing in the on the book <laughs> than I did. In the book. <laughs> <laughs> now, Alejandro Villanueva also uh, contributing yeah. to this reissue. Yeah, very much so because of the uh, uh, the veterans uh, aspect. That, uh, uh, as I said, where the proceeds are going to go with the book, um, but uh, obviously of his popularity and uh, the relationship that we had about being in the military uh, and so I approached uh, uh, Al about writing it and oh he accepted very graciously and uh, I thought did a wonderful job of capturing um, what it meant to serve and being a part of the Steeler Nation and uh, uh, and, uh, and and giving back to one's community and so he did a, a, a wonderful job in writing that forward. Now you're going to go back to Vietnam later this month with a crew from ESPN and it'll be the first time you've returned since 1969. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How are you feeling about that? Well, overwhelmed only because I, I have a lot of reading to do. <laughs> Just to catch up on what took place. Turn <laughs> no, <he's> a, <laughs> Nick, Nick, Just to remind Instagram. me yeah. what, what happened over yeah. there. I'm yeah. reading this book called Fighting Back. But that has to be. Uh, I but mean, I'm, 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 I, you know, at first, at first, they, and, and I let me tell you this. It just because as a veteran, people ask, "Well, are are you nervous about it? Did you, the anticipation?" <clears throat> 
And if this opportunity had not existed, I don't know whether I I didn't have a big need to go back to Vietnam. There was there was any, no closure. There was no closure. Yeah. I didn't need any closure. Yeah. I get, you know, I think I got unlike the majority of Vietnam veterans coming back um, to the Steelers back in 1970 was a great catharsis for me, only because of the fact that I came back to quote, a high-profile industry. It was a story of this kid trying to come back and make a football team. And so the questions that were asked, um, I had to all of a sudden come up with an answer. What was the war like? What did you feel? Uh, how was the comparison? What do you think about coming back? And, um, and what memories do you have? And so I got a chance to talk about that unlike the majority of veterans who came back and had to repress all those feelings because of the uh, attitude of the American people about that veteran because mm-hmm. he was identified with the Vietnam War and that conflict, which uh, was unpopular, so you became unpopular. And so rather than having to face that, I just they repressed it, went back to school, went back to uh, work, got married, raised They tried kids, to stay so low-key about it. And, so you yeah. got to have your catharsis happen out in the open, and, uh, and yeah. y- you, were, you were invited to do that uh, because of your profession, right? Uh, so you were uh, coming back into the the league. You were thrust into uh, you know like having to to deal with all that stuff publicly, which was probably helpful. And everyone else had to hide. That's right. And that was the and that was a and that was a big difference. So wow. So for me, I never considered uh, that it yeah. was a it was a healing process. Um, and then also uh, it was almost you know because I was put on maybe a different pedestal. Yeah, because people, you know, kind of looked up to you because mm-hmm. of the celebrity you know, quotient involved. Oh, that's right. right. Uh, unlike the other uh, veterans who returned, and so uh, then you—that's a heck of a safety going, net to come back to, right? Yeah, yeah, that was, and you know, and so that worked out very well. So for so for basically for my need to have to go back to Vietnam for any closure was not really there, you know. So what I would like to do is to. Uh, during this period of time, is to reassess those feelings and um, and try to uh, hopefully come back with a story of what it was like for the average veteran to serve in Vietnam uh, during that period of time, all these fifty some years ago, um, and 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 maybe have that story told. Ken Burns's uh, documentary on Vietnam, I thought, was a wonderful educational process for the average American person uh, who is not in Vietnam, but to understand political aspects, north of Vietnam, the Viet Cong, how it all got to be, what took place. Oh, I think that that did a better job of educating the American public about the Vietnam more than the edu- educational system ever did. Very, very much so, you know, because the educational system omitted Vietnam. <laughs> fairly was, fairly was, important I mean, points. Or, there were a lot of points in Ken Burton's documentary. I was like, I didn't know that. That's right. Really? Yeah. You remember all those, all the history books when you were in high yeah. school that, you know, that really focused on Vietnam? It was like a page. You're right. Yeah. They, they kind of glossed over it. Glossed over it. And we got a lot of great music, the end. <laughs> That's right. And it was, and a lot of protests, and, you know, like, yeah. and, and that was the, uh, that was the success in the 70s and so that was but so uh, hopefully um, what I would like to be able to do maybe in this context is to 
kind of give a kind of give a, a, a retrospect of the average soldier and what he had felt. You see, it seems like you're going to, to lengths to make sure that you're representing the vantage point of people that weren't you, because you seem like you. Do you feel a, a sense of? Guilt is the wrong word, but that you had it a little bit better because of your status coming back than the rest of oh, them did. Oh, yeah, very much so. Yeah, very much so. Better. Only it looked up to better, you know. And and, and, and you and saw that as not being fair. No, I didn't think that's fair, you know, because I had a lot of friends, uh, you know, that, that, that came back and had to deal with a lot of post-traumatic stress. You know, we didn't know at that time yeah. what it was Shell called. Shell-shocked was whatever it might yeah. be. And, uh, um, you know, Agent Orange that uh, later crept up and, oh uh, and so on and so on mm-hmm. and so on and so on and just didn't get the respect uh, of, of having served their country. Whether you liked it or didn't like it, whether you liked the war or didn't like it, but it was about the soldier and the fact that they did serve. I mean, they didn't run away and they didn't become a conscientious objector. They didn't go to jail. They just right. served. That and- conflation that protesters made back then between the people who were sent off to fight the war and the justification for the war. Um, that was a- as ugly as a t- moment in time that this country's ever had uh, for certain. Do you think it got any better after that? Because there were still wars that people objected to. Oh, no, it got better. You know, and here, from my little sense of humor, it got better at the Gulf War, 1991-92. And why? Well, because it was a short conflict, if we remember, a good two, three weeks. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it was fought like, it was fought in the image of how we expect we, the American people, expect the United States to be able to uh, to have a war, which is that, like, um, we had Schwarzkopf come out every night on television, uh, dressed. I always imagine he had like two forty fives on his hip. You know, yeah. <laughs> it was a, yeah. all right, pilgrims. It was like right. John Wayne. Yeah, and okay, we would circle those wagons, and we're gonna. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna move here. We're gonna kick them out of here, and we'll just move this out of here. And by God, they did it. Mm-hmm. Like the next day, and the American people all of a sudden woke up, and they go, "Wow, that's the way things should have been." You know, and we had flags on our cars people beeping their horns. It was somewhat of a glorious time. At that moment, uh, that soldier became a hero. Um, and um, and so it trickled over to the Vietnam veteran. And it was the first time ever in the lives of a lot of veterans, or Vietnam veterans, that somebody came up and thanked them for their service because of what took place in the Gulf War. And then it has continued over these many years, over these last 20 years. It does seem to me that people have been able to separate. If I'm against the war, I'm not against the soldier. Correct. Something they weren't enable or unable to do during the Vietnam War. That's right. So now, but then but then you get this. Then you get this aspect from a political point of view. So you get this aspect is that 1% of our population serves in the military. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there's 99% percent out there i don't think they feel guilty but they feel something that you know it makes me feel better to thank you 
to help support sure. you because I'm not doing anything over here. Now you feel indebted, right? Yeah, and Absolutely. so um, and 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 so the so the American soldiers today, uh, in in a lot of respects, <clears throat> excuse me, get some lip service, mm-hmm. uh, but at least a thank you. You know, um, I get it all the time now, as well as other veterans. Uh, somebody comes up and say, "Hey, thank you for your service. Just mm-hmm. thank you for your service, and thank you for your service." And, and so um, it is a much better atmosphere to be in today than it was back some 40, 50 years ago. But there are a whole lot more vets, and they need to be taken care of, and uh, you are ensuring that they're uh, getting the level of care that they deserve by donating proceeds from well, this. That's right. And yeah. getting there yeah, it's and, just, and helping it, raise yes. awareness. And, <clears throat> and uh, of course, this has always been a, a cause near and dear to your heart, and uh, this yeah. is a great way to do it. The reissue of fighting back i'm very interested in, in hearing about and i, I want to know what gene had to contribute here the two extra chapters oh they were great yeah i mean this is uh this was great fun to do i don't know how many people uh realize this but you know the further there as you said randy there are two parts to this kind of epilogue and one is uh, is about rocky's family a lot of people don't realize this rocky uh you know um around the turn of the century adopted two ukrainian orphans uh, lovely girls, Emily and Rosie. And uh, the story of how that came together uh, is the subject of one of these uh, parts of the epilogue. And it was great, uh, great fun to do that uh, because it's just a, a tremendous uh, story of uh, Rock kind of, you know, really putting his his family uh, together and back together. And um, uh, it's uh, it was just an honor to do the the second part of it is about the, the play, which is um, you know way too much about me, but also about uh, <laughs> all the other people who made the play possible. And it's mostly about I think or I hope it the focus of it is uh, just how um, I, and this is not a um, no disrespect to Rock, but just how unbelievably good he was at it. Um, and by, by that I only mean I thought he would be good at it because he's he's a public speaker he's used to being in front of people but he was astounding at it uh, acting uh, that play I know it's his own story but just imagine him he's out there by himself for 90 minutes yeah. he's never acted he's never been you know in a theater setting and you know he carries it off like uh, you know he's been acting all his life um, and the typical so, review I heard from that started like this oh so he is so good. Yeah, uh, and that's uh, that's that's essentially the second part of my just a big oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, all right, we're way uh, over time here, so I do yeah, have sorry. to get going. Yeah, but thanks. I want to say, uh, I, first of all, it's always a pleasure to see you, Rock, yeah. and uh, and you too, Gino. And the new uh, issue of Fighting Back is going to be available when. It, uh, it is available now. Uh, if you go to fightingbackforveterans.com, you can put your order in, um, and it'll be in the, um, that's the, it'll be in the Steeler stores uh, come um, August 10th. Required reading for Steeler fans for everywhere, sure. <laughs> so we're going to make sure that uh, we'll push out uh, the link to this so people can get it uh, ordered ASAP, and I hope you'll come back and talk about your uh, being honored in the new Steelers Hall of Honor class of oh, 2018. We'll come. We'll we, do that. We're we'll kind of ran out of time today. Yeah. No, we'll do that. And it'll be fine, and we'll come back and we'll talk about Vietnam, too. Gene Collier, Rocky Blyer. Rock, I'll see you at the gym. Yeah. See you there. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Mike.